0: Good morning, everybody. My name is William Parks here with Hacker Hub, and today we've got some interesting stuff to talk about. Really, more some important stuff to talk about um, on the front of what is going on with Ukraine. What in the world is happening, guys? I don't know. So let's just break it down into some core fundamentals and some interesting things you need to be on the lookout for, so that way we can further better what our defenses are looking like if that makes sense so hang with me and stick with me while we deep dive into this stuff i know it'll get a little bit technical but this is for all you nutheads out there that that just need to learn what's going on that way you can implement these security measures into your framework or into your company so let's knock this thing out and let's do it so over the past few days i've been to quite a few little webinars and events like that where people are sharing intelligence about things that they found or that are going on at the moment. And so we'll just start covering these from the top to bottom. Now, first thing that we need to know is that what is what, what are all the APTs, which stands for Advanced Persistent Threats, mapped on Russia security and intelligence service? Like what all, what all do they even have? Um, first, you need to know that there's a large amount of advanced activity groups. And they're attributed to different sections of Russia's security and intelligence service, as well as the GRU and FSB, and how they use cyber criminals and hacktivist groups to forward their agenda, essentially. Now, what makes it super dangerous is that not only do all these groups operate, but they all also share information, they share tools, they share how-tos, and they also just share general information between circles that cross into different areas of the government and how these hack groups work um so some important groups such as sandworm which is the gru apt28 which is also the gru apt29 which is the svr dev0586 this one is a new one that kind of came around in january uh, it was first seen january 15th 2022 with the WhisperGate wiper ransomware um gamma raredon essentially they target ukrainian government officials and organizations aligned with russian interests and they are based out of crimea and last but not least we have buttrap bootrap so these are just a few of the groups that you need to be on the lookout for not necessarily the things that attack you are going to say hey i am abt28 but these are just again general groups that are that are conducting a lot of these attacks so what have we already seen so far? And this is also based off of intelligence from Friday of last week. Um, so so far we've seen ddosing of government, military, financial, and telecom companies slash infrastructure. We have seen destructive wipers, aka Whispergate, which happened in 2022, like January of 2022. And then we have Hermetic Wiper, which is now February of 2022. So it's it's currently evolving. And these programs, if you're not familiar with them, are just designed to destroy anything that they touch. So, let's say you get some bad guy that drops this onto your computer. Well, it's not going to be a good deal for you. There's going to be a lot of issues, especially if it's your company. Um, It'll hop on there and it just starts deleting things and just destroying stuff, which is why it's called a wiper. There's also been a lot of espionage and there was a CISA alert, which is AA-22047A. Um, that's the alert number from CISA. They have defaced tons of websites, which really kind of includes just supply chain attacks, influence operations, and disinformation campaigns. They are using text messaging, social media, and other different kinds of media. And just to be aware that those have increased about tenfold from what they were prior. So just make sure that you understand that that's kind of what's happening there, and beware of false flag operations. Now, there are some cool little charts that you can find on the SANS website, which is SANS.com, or sorry, sands.org. But um, honestly, if you just Google SANS and Ukraine slash Russia, or whatever you want to put that pertains to that, it'll probably pop up for you. So there's some minor attack scales that, that one of the guys over at SANS has provided. You just need to remember that Russia is a powerful cyber actor. And they're not afraid to combine different coordinated attacks in their cyberspaces to physically meet its strategic objectives. Long-term experience in building offensive cyber capabilities since at least 1996. Okay, Russia has had that going on. They've been building this stuff since 1996. And they use many different TTPs in their attacks. So most attacks in Ukraine, but collateral damage threat is real. So also understand that there are a lot of hacktivists or cyber criminals that are getting involved in this, Free Civilian, quote-unquote, has been busy, meaning, like, the free people. Their dark website is claiming data of Ukrainian citizens for sale, and they claim to have sold some data that is interesting, though unconfirmed. And the thing is with this is that if it's unconfirmed, a lot of times, more times than not, it's not actually legitimately data they've stolen. Now, their website, it looks like it. It looks like they have the data up for sale, like anybody can download it. However, again, it's unconfirmed. We've got no idea if this is legitimate or not. Um, So Russia has operationalized signed device drivers for wiper malware, now on multiple occasions. So the first one was in 2015, which was a Ukraine attack on the power industry using Disk device driver. This week's Hermetic Wiper has used drivers from Ease US Partition Master, Um, E-Z-U-S-E-A-S-E, capital U, capital S, Partition Master. And the first observed Hermetic wiper sample was compiled on December 28th, 2021 to use 4D, a stolen digital cert now revoked from Hermetica Digital. Another observed sample was compiled February 23rd, 2022, and Russian threat actors are quickly retooling. If your tooling supports it and you consider yourself high risk for wiper operations, which would be a lot of big infrastructure companies or firms, even if you're financial, um, you may want to consider preventing the loading of unknown device drivers onto all of your machines and just implement that policy into your company or your infrastructure right now. Um, So domains that have been used, there are several, several domains that have been operationalized already. Um, and most of them are recent registrations. So it's not even like they date back too far. Um, and as far as that goes, that's kind of all the information that goes on that because there are a lot of different domains that are being used. Now, I will say, as far as IPs are being used and what you can snag to help protect your company, a company named Gray Noise is providing free feed of IP addresses that are solely observed targeting their. Sensors in Ukraine IP space, and so these IP addresses may be reused for their attacks. So maybe a smart idea to go ahead and snag that live feed and throw it into your firewall or wherever you're gonna leave those um, those IP addresses. Put it in your firewall, put it wherever you can um, to basically get notified of whatever goes on. So most of the things that we're seeing, most of the traffic for the ports that we're seeing that are really kind of overwhelmed right now are going to be ssh on port 22 we have ms which is port 135 we have smb 139 and 445 we also have ldap 389 we have my SQL, which is or ms SQL, um which is 1433 we have rdp 3389 and then we have win rm 5985 and 5986 So make sure to inventory your B2B VPNs, block high-risk protocols on all B2B VPNs. If specific businesses' requirements demand it, limit the traffic destinations for high-risk protocols. Implement net flow monitoring on all egress points and have contingency plans in place to disconnect B2B VPNs, particularly those that are high-risk important remember that Russian government threat actors have capabilities but not an infinite supply. Every impact burns another capability. They must be used where impact matters and really just opportunity. We control this but assume realistic opportunities for impact exist, and make sure that the intent Russian government operators are really busy right now with importing government targets, hacktivists, on the other hand, have time to kill, which those are typically the people we're going to start seeing getting involved with all of the corporate issues that are going down here pretty soon. If retaliatory attacks are performed on the US and EU industry by the Russian government, they will need to balance basically the following targets that cause disruption, undermining public support for actions against Russia. They will not be seen as an act of war by the victim. It does not burn capabilities that cannot be easily replaced. It will not limit future intelligence collection against the target. And it is not a Russia. It is not a target Russia will want to impact if US and EU escalates. So the intersection of these points leaves a fairly narrow set of targets to impact, while attacks on utilities and hospitals in the US are certainly possible. These both likely violate number two and number five for utilities um and basically what this all says is until you target russia directly with any kind of attack or retaliation they're not really going to be super focused on us so yeah as far as that goes i think the biggest takeaway from all this stuff is just the critical infrastructure that gets defined um and that's that's what we are really kind of seeing right now is what's getting hit is the infrastructure now i know this past week And even over the weekend and into the early days of this week, um, there were quite a few companies in the U.S. that were getting taken down, such as their supply chain operations. And I know that Toyota just had a cyber attack where they've now had to shut down all their plants. So be aware of that. Stay vigilant. Stay aware of what's going on. Um, And just really your operational response should be as follows, right? It should be preparation. So you should be prepared Um, Practice through incident response exercises and train the team. Identification, which basically means that there's evidence acquisition and analysis, information sharing internal and external to identify what's going on. Containment, which determines where an adversary would need to be to achieve the effect and isolate the system or isolate the control that's allowing for that. Then you have eradication, which is verify root cause or initial infection point that impacted operations. And then you have recovery, which is to regain integrity of control system and determine when to restore system control capabilities. And then you have lessons learned where we circle back around through everything that just happened. And we just make sure that it doesn't happen again because that is the biggest thing for us. Um, Now, as far as what can we do on the human side well firstly we can continue to focus on the fundamentals while the sense of urgency has changed how people are targeted has not and focus your security training and communications on phishing passwords updating so on and so forth all the stuff that we already do every day um let your workforce know that these steps go a long way in protecting themselves both at work and at home and people are scared so make sure You keep all the communications calm, simple, and actionable. So in order to make sure that people don't get into your systems, make sure that you are patching, you have tactical and effective logging strategies, outbound traffic control, um, which does include geo-blocking, geographic blocking, meaning like you're blocking certain regions, plan and test for rapid containment, implement application control, and making a steady, sustainable steady state. So make sure that you have a nice steady state that you hang on to and it doesn't really differ too much from that. Um, Anyway, thank you for joining me for Hacker Hub for this kind of, I guess, emergency podcast going over some of the things that are happening right now in the world because I know a lot of people are uncertain and there are a lot of things that are happening really, really fast that people just don't understand at the moment. Um, So yeah, so thank you for hanging out with me. If you guys want to go, I mean, seriously. Go check out the SANS website, again, sans.org. They've been having some great webinars, and they have quite a few going on right now, especially covering this stuff, and there's a lot of information to get shared um, in those webinars. So, yeah, thank you so much, and y'all take care. Have a good one. Stay safe, stay cyber aware, and I will see you guys on the next episode.